Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to Thunder Noodle. Noodly boogly. Woodly woo. <laughs> Is that our intro? I like it. Me too. Ah, <laughs> It's too cutesy still, I feel. <laughs> just a cutesy little ladybug. Have you seen that interview? Yeah. <laughs> love it so it is monday and this is going to be our first mini-sode mini-sode monday yeah exciting murder mini-sodes live on thunder noodle <laughs> thunder noodle yeah noodle boogle we wanted to do or we want wanted want we want to do mini-sodes for those of you who don't want to sit and listen to our voices for over an hour, maybe two. Because we, we, we do some deep dives on yeah. certain shit. We get sidetracked a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our last episode we spoke about Barbie. I thought she was a Disney princess. Yeah. It was a lot, guys. It was a lot. It, it was a lot. Yeah. So we decided to do like short little sort of little mini-sodes on Mondays to start the week off nice and short. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to get properly distracted, on Fridays, we have our main episodes Ooh. that are long. Get to spend some some quality time yes. with S and B. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to? Right. <laughs> so in today's mini-sode, I am going, because the plan is to try and keep this short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Straight to the point, guys. Straight to the point. So I am picking a pretty straightforward case like this. I feel like it's as straightforward as it can get. Yeah. But I'm going to, like, ram through this information. So if we want to do some discussos that we don't be wasting nobody's time. Today's case is on Lauren Dickerson. Okay. I'm a blank canvas. Are you ready for me to inform you? I'm ready to be informed. So just a little disclosure. Disclosure? Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Disclosure. That's a band, right? P-S-A. Yeah. There is some, 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 some children involved here. So if you're sensitive to that or you don't want to hear about that stuff, I know as a mom it's very difficult for me to hear that stuff. Mm. So just skip along, girl. Yeah, we have and then, plenty of other things you guys can do. Yes. Please do. Yeah. And then there is some talk about mental illness. So if that's triggering for you in any way, like I said, skip along. But we will try and keep it as like PC as we possibly. Well, we can't. We can't. I, let me not say that. No. Retract. <laughs> okay? Don't make empty promises. No, no empty promises. So I want to start off with... Her her, her early life and her career and everything. Now, all of the information, I went through so many articles, but the most informative thing that I found was her Wikipedia page. There's a Wikipedia page, and I got all of my info from, from, from there. Um, I'm not sure who the author is of this Wikipedia page. I will try and get into that, but I could not find it. If I could, I will credit them. Otherwise, I'm just crediting your Wikipedia page. Thanks, person. <laughs> Thanks, yo. Thanks, yous. Okay, so Lauren Dickinson is the daughter of Malcolm and Wendy Fawkes. From the age of 15, Dickinson experienced depression, anxiety, and she also had postnatal depression. Dickinson attended a boarding school in Pretoria, South Africa. She later studied medicine at the University of Cape Town and completed her degree in 2004 and became a doctor. Smart little cookie. Smart little cookie. Dickinson subsequently completed her rural health practice in Pretoria where she met her husband Graham Dickerson in 2005 and they married just a year later in 2006. I was just a wee little baby. And her husband Graham is an orthopedic surgeon so these are like 
medical peeps, mm. right? Now, in South Africa, if you're a doctor or a surgeon, most of the time, like, you are living above mm. middle-class lives, yeah, right? Life. Yeah, you're living the good life. You're making some money. Yeah. Now, Lauren had experienced multiple fertility struggles to have children, and she had IVF done 17 times. Jeez. 17 times. Do you even know what IVF costs? An arm and a fucking leg. An arm and a fucking leg, bruh. And she did it 17 times. Now, I can't even imagine going through, because I just know people who struggle with getting pregnant normally, like, that already is such a, like, mentally draining, right? Now, IVF is fertility medicine hormones you inject into your body, which, let's all face it, if you are struggling with depression and anxiety, fucking with your hormones is not a good idea. Not a good idea, no. girl. No. And now 17 times over. 17 because, times. Because, like, the thing is, you put that shit in, it fucks with you, you kind of get over it, you start it all over again. All over again, the whole body yeah, cycle. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle, yeah. definitely. So, she needed donor eggs in the end. Okay. Her eggs, they discovered, were not... It wasn't working. So, in 2013, she had her first child named Sarah, who had to be born after 18 weeks of pregnancy. Holy fuck. She died shortly after that, and Dickerson Lauren did not return to work following the death of the little baby girl, which they named Sarah. That's very sad. Yeah. That is very sad. But she did become a part-time surgeon's assistant to her husband, Graham. Lauren then later had three more children, Liane, and then twins, Maya and Carla. All girls. All girls. Imagine. Yeah. Shit. Mr. Graham is like a little... <laughs> Liane, the first little girl, was born in September 2014, and Carla and Maya were born in November 2018. Okay. Yeah, so it's like recently. Yeah. Okay. They're young, 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 young. Babas. They're still brand new, man. Mm-hmm. Following the death of the twins, the Dickinsons enlisted the services of a nanny named Maria Mendy Sibanyoni. Sibanyoni? Sibanyoni. Yoni's vagina. I know. I'm just going to call her Maria. Okay. Okay? Who worked for the family between November 2018 and May 2020. Okay, so when the twins were born, mm-hmm. they got, they were like, okay, listen, we've got three girls now. We need a nanny. Maria, Facts. help. <laughs> and then Lauren was diagnosed with major depression disorder with underlying anxiety in 2015. Okay. That's a rough one here. Hey? So just after her first daughter was born, Liane, she gets diagnosed with this. Shame. And then she, this depression and anxiety major depression and anxiety is linked to postpartum depression caused by the loss of sarah the 18 week old pregnancy that she lost yeah so i cannot think of of anything worse for a woman to go to go through than postpartum yeah so bad like obviously these are two separate diagnoses Mm. so Mm. this i think brought on or it was linked to the postpartum depression, but it's two separate, three separate diagnoses. So she's already struggling with this, okay? And now she's got postpartum as well after having the first baby Mm. that she lost Mm. or that they lost, Mm. and now she has another daughter. Mm. So she gets all of this, right? And the adjustments to having kids, yo. Yeah. And now she's reportedly experiencing flashbacks of the loss of her child, sleeping difficulties, Crying, suicidal thoughts, panic attacks, restlessness, detached feelings, and intrusive thoughts. 
Mine's devastating. She said that she experienced anxiety and depression leading up and following the birth of her twin daughters. And the one was, which was caused by Carla's cleft palate. That's the one twin. Mm. So the one twin had a cleft palate. Mm. So now she already had now postpartum. You she, now you have a child with a cleft palate. In May of 2019, now the twins are like a year old, and the other one is what, about like three. Um, Dickerson saw a psychiatrist after experiencing homicidal thoughts towards her children. Oh, God. Okay, so she went seeking help. The episode, but you know what takes fucking balls? Yeah. Because not a lot of people are self-aware enough to know that they're going through that and that they need yeah. help. So this episode was triggered after she and the nanny struggled to put the twins to bed. Okay, so her and Maria were having a little bit of a struggle, and the twins didn't want to go to do. Dickerson spoke about Carla being a difficult child, saying that she lashed out, she slapped and bit her. Lauren said that her children were never enough, which I do think kind of comes from losing mm. Sarah, the first little one, because you can't, you can't replace a child. You can't. And you can't expect your children to make up for another lost child. You can't have... And I don't, this is my opinion, I think maybe that's what she thought was going to happen. I think she thought having all of these kids will fill her heart. But your heart just grows bigger, but you still have that void. Yeah. You still have it. Like, you still lost yeah. your child. You still lost your child. It's the same as, like, well, not the same. I wouldn't say it's the same. But it's similar to, like, young kids who, who lose a parent and then get a step-parent. Like, you can learn to love your step-parent yeah. as a bonus parent, but you're still not my parents. Yeah, you're still like, not my mom. You're still not my dad. Like Yeah, but it's know, not. But it's not, no. People can't be damage control. No. No, especially not children. No, especially when they fucking know fuck all, dude. Like, two yeah. years old, you don't even know you had a sibling that you lost. Yes. She decides that her and her husband decide that they want to immigrate to New Zealand in 2019. Okay. They planned to move in August 2020, but their migration plans were delayed because of the whole global COVID pandemic lockdown. Coronavirus! Yeah, the vid. And <laughs> the vid. The vid. And obviously there's some immigration issues with that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And New Zealand and them were heavy on their shit when COVID happened, eh? Yeah. Yo, weren't they like the one country that was like, like cleared before everyone yeah, else? Dude, they like, were on they top had, like, of their shit. They anybody fucking coming up positive with COVID. Yeah. I'm speaking under correction, yeah. But from no, no, no. I, I remember. I was yeah. following this cock like I religiously. remember, like, they genuinely didn't have a lot of cases. They were super no. under control. Like, can yeah. the rest of the world take notes, please? Yes. And then, obviously, now these two South Africans want to go there. And they're like, whoa, 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 yeah, wait. Absolutely. Look at your country's situation. <laughs> like, you are in... Na na na. We won't even allow to buy cigarettes. <laughs> no, you can't even have no whiskey. You're not coming here. No, okay. Not happening, friend. Yeah. Although Lauren experienced episode of episodes of depression and suicidal thoughts during the pandemic, her mood improved between 2020 and June 2021, mm. and it was claimed that she experienced like a remission in the. For at least like two months. Okay. But I'm guessing her symptoms were just a little bit better. Like she was she was coping mm. with her mm. diagnosis, okay? Mm. And she participated in a wellness program. Slay queen. Yeah. Okay. We love mental health advocacy. But then oh 
episode, oh, Lauren goes without consulting her doctor and she stops taking her antidepressant medication. Guys, please, if you are on medication for mental health issues or whatever, please don't stop taking your meds. Yeah, if you are feeling better. That the meds are working. It's working. Yeah, girl, don't stop it. Like, no. trust me, as BNS sitting here, we've been through it. We've been there. We've yeah. done that. Don't do it, guys. Just, no. just take your meds. You feel just, better because you're taking your meds. You're taking your meds yeah. and that is, it's working. Yeah, it's yeah. important. Like, please. This isn't, and I feel like, I'm talking under correction, yeah. but I don't feel like certain diagnosis, diagnoses, it's not like something that can be cured. Mm. It's not like a gallbladder, you take it out, boom, problem solved, you know? No, this is, not. yeah, this is, it's like a person who has asthma. They need to have that pompy with them yeah. the whole bloody time. Yeah. You need to be taking your meds, yeah. okay? But so, then, in March of 2021, she resumed her medication. Okay, thank goodness. Good okay. for her. And her mental health deteriorated during 2021 again. During South Africa's unrest triggered by the imprisonment of former President Jacob Zuma. Who was in unrest over that? Everybody. <laughs> they were like, oh no, Jacob, what did you do? What is Jacob doing? I just want to know from our listeners, who was at unrest during this time? I think I'll go, it wasn't me. Everybody saw it coming. Like, I wasn't surprised. If you were surprised, guys, please get educated. Yeah. Please get educated. Yeah, if right. that came as a surprise to you. So, Lauren feared for her safety of her children. Mm. And she was like, I'm keeping them home. Like, okay. this whole fucking country is falling apart. <laughs> Mr. Zuma is in the shit. Like this, we can't breathe our air without dying. Yeah, this this is a hamosh, right? This is one big. This is one big fuck up. Yeah. Okay, I'm keeping my kids home. I'm protecting them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mama bear instincts. Yeah, but now during this period, Lauren experienced thoughts about harming and killing her children. So she confided in her husband, Mr. Graham, who reacted with anger. And was like, you need to take your meds. So Lauren continued to experience homicidal thoughts following a foot surgery. <laughs> That's so right. right. But she didn't disclose them, any of this, mm. because she feared that this would influence their immigration plans. The same month, Graham's essential skills work visa was approved by immigration of New Zealand. Because okay. he's an orthopedic surgeon. I'm like, they probably like, yeah, surgeon, okay, hare, we've got COVID under control. You come here, you come fix some bounds. Yeah. Okay? You come do what you gotta yeah. do, brother. In July of 2021, one of Dickinson, Lawrence, sorry, friends also sent her a TikTok video. TikTok. Sent her a TikTok. Where a mother recites a poem named... Mom needs a minute about the struggles of raising her children and the chaos inside her brain. Gosh, should we start a TikTok? No, no. <laughs> Lauren responded by saying, quote unquote, awesome, XXX, that's exactly how I feel, oh. end quote. Okay. Um, this is what I feel like her voice sounded like. <laughs> Over the following months, Lauren searched the internet for different methods on how to overdose her children. In August of 2021 she experienced thoughts about using cable ties to asphyxiate her children while witnessing her husband and her girls playing with cable ties in the family garage so he was probably doing some like home diy shit right and then there's obviously cable ties lying everywhere and the kids are like playing with it and she's like "Mm, 
killed you with that? What if I, what if that was my, yeah. Jesus. Two weeks before they need to immigrate to New Zealand. Yeah. This is when she has this thought. She's mm-hmm. like, them cable ties, they look tasty. Okay. <laughs> Jump. <laughs> she became withdrawn and communicated less, and she was, like, crying the entire time. Just crying, bawling her eyes out. Like, guys, don't get me wrong. Like, the thought she's having and, like, whatever, like, it's bad. Like, no kid, again, mm-hmm. no kid deserves it. No. But I'm like, if you look at the flip side of things, like, that must be so hard for her. Like, I get it. I sound like kind of like the devil's advocate here, like, supporting this girl. Yeah. Meantime, she's trying to kill her kids. But I feel like, I just feel so strongly on the fact that, like, women are not helped enough after I'm about just let's finish this call. Oh okay. So I'm gonna regret everything I've just said. You probably. So her mother even said later on that her mental health deteriorated so much that she experienced like significant weight loss. Really? Okay. So in my head I'm like, so this woman isn't eating. Mm. She's not she's not taking care of herself whatsoever. Okay. So, following the two weeks in managed isolation, the Dickerson family arrived in Timaru on 11 September in 2021. The family was okay-ish there, but Lauren was unhappy during her time time in Timaru, taking issues with the appearance of the town's residents, describing local rental accommodation as small, disgusting, and creepy. (laughs) She feared that her children would be the target of cyberbullying when they became older, and, such a random thing to right, say. and l- likened the treatment of indigenous Maori people to apartheid in South Africa. Oh, okay. Like this. <laughs> That's extreme. This to me is like, I don't comment on political stuff yeah. at all, mm. mainly because I don't fucking understand it. Yes, yeah, Okay. Way. The one opinion I have is, Brad, just fix, just fix the potholes, please. please. Like everything else, I. I can probably live with it. Like, I feel what you're doing. Like, you can probably do it a little bit better. But I'm not going to comment on it and make, say shit like this. Like, Mm. the worst thing. Mm. One of the worst. Like, a lot of horrible shit has happened. But in my opinion, the worst thing in South Africa. Apartheid. She's just like, "Mm, yeah, this is like apartheid. (laughs) Like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. so far from true. This now led her to regret they're immigrating. Oh, God. Okay. She became fixated on these issues to the point that they became delusions reinforced by her depression. She literally sounds like my mother. Yeah. She... That sounds yeah. like my mother. Like, I'm guessing she's walking around and she's just seeing shit that, like, normal stuff. The Her kid is spitting on the ground and then the man across the road looks at it like, why are you spitting on the ground? And she's like, mm, he hates us. He hates <laughs> us. This is a part I remember you see, when like, we lived in New Zealand... <clears throat> now I lived there from when I was five until nine, right? Living conditions very different. Like the housing and stuff different to like what we're used to here. You know, like it's just different everywhere over the world. I think is different. Like I think when you go to the UK, like everything's so itty bitty and small, and you stay in a house the size of a shoebox. Yeah. You know. So the one thing I found with like living in New Zealand was like a lot of the houses are wood, and it rains a lot there. So you often, like, feel like the environment you're living in is constantly, like, this, like, damp, moldy, like, everything smells damp. Oh, because it's wet the whole time. Yeah. So I think I'm, like, kind of, like, 
getting the image she's trying to like give of what this condition was like. Oh, she's yeah, so she's miserable. Yeah, she's miserable because she's obviously yeah. used to a higher standard of living. Exactly. My mom went through the same thing. Dude, she went through mm. the same thing. We should this. She's like, I fucking hate it, yeah. This is so shit. That's so shit. This is And that's thing. like that's like immigration dream, I think, yeah. for so many South Africans. There's so, so many South Africans in New Zealand. Guys, like, and like from personal experience, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. I would love to go back. It's fucking beautiful. She is taking her little bit of because she lived in privilege mm. in South Africa. Mm. And she's just like, This is not it. This is not mm-mm. Uh-uh, yeah. No, 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 no. So <sighs> Now we get to the, mm, yeah. So the three children died on the night of 16 September, 2021. Okay. That's like two years ago. Five days after they arrived. Five days. Girl, what? She gave New Zealand five days. A whole five days. A whole five days. But let's not forget, she's been thinking about this way before, before. Mm. okay this was kind of like cherry on top yeah um so i just feel like she used the misery of her experience in this new country as like a okay this is why i'm going to do this like this is just the last straw mm-hmm. okay so i just cannot deal anymore no on the day of the killings carla and maya the twins attended their first day at preschool and liane had attended her second day at Timaru Christian School. After picking up her daughters, Carla threw a tantrum in the car. Now we know Carla is the feisty one. Okay, mm-hmm. she had the cleft palate. She's got some. She's got some fire. Okay, mm-hmm. so she throws a tantrum. So they go and they visit the botanical gardens. And Lauren alleged that a group of girls at the botanical gardens that wa- warned her that a boy in the park was photographing her children, oh. which led her to believe. That New Zealand was just as dangerous as South Africa. Girl. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. The same day, Lauren had thoughts of brutally killing the children by means of sedating them and cutting their femoral arteries. Now, how you go from, hmm, let me think about murdering my children to this boy is taking photos of them this country is dangerous like you're not what like you're the danger friend so that night the husband graham went out with colleagues leaving lauren alone with the children okay now i understand this because he's there in new zealand for five days he's probably meeting like the new colleagues he wants to make a good impression you know let's settle in we just got here okay During a police interview, Lauren told detectives that the children were being wild again, jumping on the couches, not listening to what I was trying to tell them. She told police that... As kids fucking do, bruh. Yeah. She told police that, quote, something just triggered me, end quote, on the night of the children's killing. Oh, God. Lauren had told investigators that she had been triggered by the immigration to New Zealand request for more medical information on Carla's cleft palate and her own mental health as well as her feeling she did not have the strength to make her children's school lunches. Yeah. After gathering the children in a bedroom, she told them they were going to make necklaces with cable ties and trick them into wearing it around their necks. Lauren said to the children, quote, Mommy's very sick and I'm going to die. I can't leave you behind because I don't know who's going to look after you. End quote. She then 
asphyxiated the children, starting with Kayla, then Liane, and then Maya. Imagine. That's so devastating. Oh my little goodness. So she kills Kayla first, the one who we have now learned, obviously, was the one that was triggering, according to her, her the most. Her problem child. Her problem child. Imagine, like... That's also a thing with me, like with twins. Like imagine like you sitting there and your twin dies. Your twin. And then she sees her older sister go through the same thing. Go through the same thing and then her. Mm-hmm. Lauren told police officers that Kayla had been really horrible to her recently and that Liane fought back. Girl, does she realize she's talking about literal like what four year olds? Be so fucking for real. Like, like, this is a literal child. Like, what the fuck do you think they're going to do, bruh? Yeah, the twins were two years old. And Liane was six. Jesus. Like, a two-year-old is going to be a fucking brat. That's a two-year-old. It's terrible twos for a reason, bruh. She recalled that the oldest one was very angry. And she wants to know why I'm doing this to them. Because I'm the best mom and she loves me. So this six-year-old is pleading with her mother. And she even tells her, like, you're the best mom. We love you. I love you. Why are you doing this? And, like, at six years old, you don't even know, like, you can't even comprehend, like, what this, like, what is actually fucking happening. Now. Oh, my God. I'm devastated. The children were still breathing with the cable ties around their necks. Okay. It's according to some sources, extremely difficult to suffocate someone, mm. okay? Mm. Like, it's just not a wham-bam, there you go. It takes some time. Yeah. Now, three of them, and they're so tiny. They're so teeny, teeny, tiny. Lauren then smothered them with a towel and their blankets. She tried to commit suicide with a knife and taking a lot of pills. The bodies were discovered by their dad, after coming back home from the work event. He confronted Lauren, who was distraught, who told him it was too late before falling into a catatonic state. At 10 p.m. on the 16th of September, police in Timaru responded to a call by neighbors who responded to a distraught Graham, the dad now. At the house, police found the three deceased children and Lauren who was hospitalized and in a stable condition. They were joined by Graham's work colleagues and the wife, the work colleague's wife, who had responded to his phone call. Okay, so you've known this guy for five days. Five days. And he's like, but I'm guessing he obviously spoke to them beforehand or maybe this was somebody he knew. But I mean, how much do you feel in that situation? You are in a brand new country in five days and here this happens. Mm -hmm. Like this is the one, probably the only person. So his wife comes with, okay? And um, they had called police and emergency services and um, she was, Lauren was taken to Timaru Hospital. On the 17th of September, police interviewed Lauren who admitted to killing her three children. Later that day, Detective Inspector Scott Anderson confirmed that police had arrested the 40-year-old woman in relation to the deaths of the three children. Anderson said that the children's death was an isolated incident and the police were not seeking anybody else. So clear-cut case. On the 18th, she appeared in the district court and was later remanded for a forensic psychiatric ward at the Christchurch's Hill Morton Hospital. She was later placed in the hospital's psychiatric unit. 
She was interviewed by five forensic psychiatrists and psychologists for 53 hours. Now, there's a lot of them. The three of them believed she was severely mentally unwell and could claim a defense by insanity or infant side. We'll get, if you want to know that, we will link a little thingy mm. that will tell you that. The two others believed that Lauren had killed her children out of anger and control, including not wanting to let another woman parent her children if she either died or her husband remarried. On the 5th of October... Okay. There's some thunder. Thunder noodle. On the 5th of October, her lawyer sought an extended remand for her client at this psychiatric hospital and she had been scheduled to appear at the high court at that day but her appearance had been delayed due to impending mental health assessments on the 15th the lawyer told the told in a court hearing in Christchurch that Lauren would plead not guilty to the three charges of murder. She was unable to attend the court hearing since she was ill. She further sought remand for Lauren at the hospital until her next appearance, which was not opposed by the prosecutor, and the trial date was set for March 2023. Oh, my God. In Timaru. Okay? So what? she's not... Yeah, they're doing all... New Zealand's like, we got her. We're sorting this out. Yeah. Okay? On the 5th of August, 2022, the trial was oh. scheduled to be held on July, 2023. I checked, I checked. Okay. So it was moved from March to July, mm. which is like yesterday, bruh. Mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. It commenced on, the, on July in 2023. That same day, a jury of eight women and four men were selected. Judge Cameron Mander presided over the trial while Andrew McRae served as Crown Prosecutor. Mm. McRae delivered his opening address and detailed the circumstances of the children's death and Lauren's attempted suicide. The defense also outlined their case. Several members of both Lauren and Graham's families traveled from South Africa to attend the trial. It was originally scheduled to be three weeks, but rescheduled to be four weeks. Mm -hmm. While the Crown has argued that Lauren murdered her children because she was resented the impact they had on her marriage. She oh. pleaded not guilty due to murder or for murder due to insanity or infanticide. She told doctors she was not hearing commands to kill her children and the decisions were made on her own. On the 18th of July, the husband Graham testified via a link from South Africa. So he bolted. Mm-hmm. He was like, I can't fucking be here. I'm going back to my home country. Mm-hmm. During the testimony, he testified that he found three sets of cable ties inside a wardrobe after returning to the Dickinson family home in South Africa following the alleged murders in September. The Crown played Graham's police interview where he claimed that Lauren was not a nurturing mother and that the children, particularly Livy, the twins, preferred being around him. He also testified that she suffered from stress and depression stress, stress and, depression. and depression living in South Africa due to her fertility troubles and safety issues. He gave a full-day testimony and was cross-examined by defense. He also testified that his wife had confided her thoughts about killing the children on at least three occasions. Okay? So this trial goes on and on and on. Now we get to the fifth week. 
Now they're interviewing a bunch of people. They're getting all the evidence. They're talking to psychiatrists. There's just like a lot. On the fifth week, the case was summed up and the verdict was made. She was found guilty of murdering her children. Following 15 hours of deliberation, the jury reached a majority verdict, 11 to 1, to convict Lauren of the three counts of murder. The majority of the jurors rejected her partial defense of infanticide and defense of insanity and accepted the Crown's argument that she acted methodically, purposefully, and even clinically out of anger and control when she killed her children. She wept as she was led out of the court and both of her lawyers and several members of the jury wept following the, the verdict. Justice Manda remanded her to the hospital until her sentencing date, starting stating that she was under a compulsory treatment in order. She was under a compulsory treatment order that the prison made inappropriate. Manda also sought expert reports on her mental state and appropriate sentence. Her parents issued a statement blaming postpartum depression, and they also said there were no winners in this tragedy oh. and, cre and urged greater awareness of the effects of postpartum depression. I can't even say anything because that's what I was preaching yeah. literally like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. The judge asked to determine the length and type of sentence following her mental health assessment. And the Sentencing Act presumes that a murderer of three people would result in imprisonment unless it would be manifestly unjust to do so. The decision on whether Dickinson will go to jail for this or the psychiatric unit has not been decided. But she will not be extradited to South Africa. Heavy, so she's staying where she is. She's staying where she is. Imagine, you literally come to a country, you're there for five days, commit a murder, and now you're stuck there in the prison or in the really in this country that you hate in this country you hate yeah you know what karma she worked harder she and worked hard yeah her her sentencing date was set for 19 december 2023 so we will update you it's fucking insane yeah what which is fuck? crazy this is insane. crazy and what i don't understand right is so we now learned that she had these homicidal thoughts. Yeah. These little visions in her head that she wanted to do this to her kids. Yeah. Why wasn't she hospitalized and kept well, there? Yeah, and that's also my thing. Like, like this, this husband is acting all surprised. But if she came to you and told you what she was thinking. On three occasions, three he said. Three different times, at least. Why didn't you do anything? If my husband. Why didn't you go get your wife help? Says anything like that mm. bruh i'm packing my bags yeah and i'm leaving i'm bolting i'm gone yeah. done like i feel like as fucked up as it sounds like i feel like he should have some sort of form of responsibility because Definitely. i'm like you knew about it you knew it was going on you knew the safety of your kids were at risk and you yeah. did nothing you did nothing you leave her alone with yeah, them yeah you left them alone with this woman who has told you her thoughts yeah, like You're, if she did you, not you share this, yeah, if she did not share this and she was Different just story. depressed and struggling, okay, cool. Different story. Then maybe, oh shit, I'm surprised. Yeah. But she she told, she told, you. she told you, 
three times. She told psychiatrists. That's like, also, this is, medical professionals should have gotten involved. Have, right? Why did no one or do more anything? involved. Like, why did nobody Yeah, and how is anything? this not disclosed mm. with their immigration thing? Like, how is there no record of this? Obviously. When she did go and see a psychiatrist yeah. and told the, this person about mm. this. This to me, this because is, oh. as a psychiatrist, don't you sit and think, okay, well, making a big dramatic move overseas is probably going to trigger you more. Yeah, like surely you think about things like that. Surely, 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 surely. Nah, girl, what the fuck? Yeah. Yo, now so, I feel bad because I was out here preaching women with postpartum help them, and now I'm like, what is going on? I feel like there should definitely, there should be more support for women with postpartum, but I also think there should be a more in-depth evaluation Mm. done, Mm. because, not just because of this case, but because of multiple other Mm. cases. I mean, if it gets to the point where the child is in danger, Mm. like, you should do something. 100%. I understand the whole thing of you don't want to take a depressed mother, you don't want to take her child away. They need that bonding time. Yeah. I get that. But if the child is in danger... Yeah, you kind like, of have to prioritize certain things. Yeah. I agree. This is, and even if the medical people, the medical professionals were like, okay, we can't do much, the husband Could've. could have. And like also you yourself as a medical yeah. professional. Like, I'm sorry, but the moment you decide to have kids, I know everybody's like, oh no, but your husband and your wife should come first. Not no. while you have an infant. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, sure, when they're old enough to be making their own decisions, mm. taking care of themselves, all that, if you have equipped them to do so, yeah. great, yeah. But I do feel like an infant. It's, yeah. I agree. Just my opinion. I, I feel like, um, you know, if Bugsy grew up and was 30 years old, you know, yeah. Then your decisions don't have to base completely no. around them. Yeah, but right now. But right now they are. Yeah, like the hierarchy the, in my life is, is like is Jesus, daughter. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and then true. maybe husband. And then yeah, oh, I was hoping it was work wife. Yeah, work wife <laughs> definitely. Maybe maybe like a solid like tie yeah you know okay so that was our mini sode and i hope you guys enjoyed it we we try and we try to keep it short it's shorter it's shorter shorter we'll get better at this yes we will we just get sidetracked yo like do if you actually took the entirety of it and just did the the case the case it would probably be short but it's because we have so many stupid fucking opinions yeah that we feel the world needs to hear definitely but okay you guys should stay safe and we will see you on, we will, you will hear us on Friday. Yeah. yeah. Stay safe, guys. Thunder Noodle. Thunder Noodle out. 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 <laughs>